Let's podcast. Too much dip podcast to be specific. Monday. I'm Dave. I'm going to host, if that's okay with y'all, joining me as always in studio, wearing a wash media chunky sweatshirt. It's Dylan Shivery. It's chunky sweatshirt season as it is. Um, it's only getting up in the, to the high double digits today here in Austin, which feels pretty nice out. Flirting with hundo, but flirting with triple digits, but we're still under. Uh, very happy to be here. Man, it's been, it feels like forever since Arch Manning committed to the Texas Longhorns, and we haven't had a chance to talk about it on this on this pod yet. Yeah, if you uh, take a look at the rundown, you'll notice that it's on there. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm excited to further down the list. Excited to get into the weeds on that one. Dang. Very, very, very you chomping happy. at the bit or champing at the bit? I'm uh, chipping at the bit. Ooh. You're on your new new. My wedge was working the other day. You saw it. Chipping, yeah, chipping. yeah, you did. You did have some great wedge play. Thank 100, you. 100 yards in, you were scrambling. Dialed. Speaking of dialed, uh, somebody's new studio goofing. It's KJ, remote. Well, I'm, uh, you know, elated to be joining uh, the Rescue Rangers over there, old Chip and Dill over here. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to be here. Chip and Dill doesn't work. I'm going to cancel Rescue Rangers. Scratch that from the record. Wes and Dill does work, however. Yeah. There's a dope-ass new Chip and Dill uh, movie on Disney+. Plus. I recommend you don't go check it out while listening to this pod. But, you know, at your leisure, go find it. That's oh, all I got. Okay. I'm trying. I'm searching my database for any any knowledge of these sick references. You don't know Chip and Dale? You're not aware of the Rescue Rangers in general. I know the song. All? I know it's Ch 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 Chip and Dale Rescue. I know the song. I just don't. I can't put it together. I can't put a, a cartoon face to the cartoon name. Um, I I don't want to be H this early in a podcast. Like I really, I actively don't want to. Dylan doesn't yeah, believe me. Look at the first segment. You've certainly never done that before. We're about As to I start was, this thing off the horniest we've ever you done. You watched Media's H's member for however long you've been on here running. Fair. Keep, fair. keep going. We Sorry. might be hitting a two-year anniversary of uh, too Your much H-ness? dip here in a couple weeks, actually. Really? But uh, the Rescue Rangers are notable not only because they are uh, two dope little chipmunks. But they are also home to one of the thickest cartoons this side of the Mason-Dixon line. I'm on the north side now, but, you know, whatever. <laughs> you want to name drop this cartoon so I, I can to, look it up? And... I have to look it up as well. Jeez. That's, that's great. I mean, I would have preferred y'all all put in your search box, uh, Chip and uh, Dale Girl. But let me find her name. I forget it. What, is, is she an animal? Gadget. Of course, it's Gadget. Gadget Hackwrench. That's a terrible last name. Gadget? Mm-hmm. Just saying. Okay. Got a little Euro, little Euro vibes to her. Um, Mrs. Incredible of the Incredibles. Um, I mean. I, I won't hate that, but. Uh, she's, she has I, no I would, business. Uh, no business being that thick. Fair. Anytime okay. you want to go check out the B movie, add that to list. Okay, I'm two H on cartoons. It's Monday. How, how am I supposed to explain? How am I supposed to explain to my son 
why Miss Miss Incredible is so thick. Like, how do you how what am I supposed to am I supposed to have that conversation with my son? Like, look, she thick thick. Here's roads. okay. Here's a, an image of her doing the splits from the back. All I right. just feel like this is someone. <laughs> someone must have edited this on their own. I don't. I don't remember that part in the movie. Jeez, she's throwing it in a circle. She's, she's throwing something. Jeez. Okay. 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 I, I Fair. Don't, I don't need my cartoon characters throwing ass like that. I kind of do. Okay. Yeah, kind of do. So you're the guy who clicks on the banner ads of like uh, Marge Simpson and Peter Griffin or whatever. Banner ads? Oh, I see what you're saying. Uh, I want to. I want to see what they're about. Sure. Okay. I do have one question on banner ads. Okay. Real, real ones will know. But does that Lana Del Rey song actually go, or is it just getting a lot of push? And you won't know the answer if you don't know the context. But someone out there knows what I'm talking about. Comment in the Instagram if you know what I'm talking about. You're gonna get two comments. Are we gonna talk Shannon Sharp while we're still like mega? Yeah, over? while the blood's still flowing, let's let's talk about Shannon. Uh, why why does what is he doing? Shannon Sharp, uh, famously of co-host of Undisputed and played many years in the NFL uh, for the Broncos. I guess it's all he played for. Anyway, he just turned fifty-four. I guess yesterday, and he tweeted out a picture of of him shirtless from the front and the back, showing off the. Uh, Front side and, of course, the, the back. Uh, caption says, the front and back of your favorite unk celebrating his 54th birthday. Yes, unk turned 54 today. Had I not told you my age, you prob wouldn't have guessed it. Now that I'm telling you, you prob don't believe it. Happy birthday to everyone celebrating a B-Day today and cancers rule the world. And, folks, he is absolutely shredded. I mean, he this he's not just cut, he's muscular cut. He's... He is, I'm guessing he's probably 245, 250 pounds at this point, maybe, maybe less than that. And body fat, uh, flirting with probably like six or low. I don't know. He's he is, south of eight. That's for sure. He's definitely south of eight. And my gosh, I mean, he looks like he, he's like he's, he's too in too good a shape to play football. Deltoids honestly. on deltoids. Like he has like muscles popping out of the shoulders that I, I don't have, certainly. Unbelievable. If you want to see what kind of muscles I don't have, check out the Muggsy washed media video that just dropped dylan's he's, in there too he's got like those side like rib abs i don't even know what you call them but it's i'll go with that sure uh he's got his he's got an eight pack and then like a six pack on the side of his eight pack it's kind of ridiculous what if what if you what if he uh showed the lower half and he just had chicken legs <laughs> i don't think he does <laughs> no he does he played you many years in the nfl successfully actually ended his career in baltimore oh that's right yeah okay He's got that okay. he's got that V shape that a lot of guys strive for but never achieve. He's 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 done it. Anyway, props to Shannon Shaw. Shout out to Ankh. And just an excellent caption. Congratulations on becoming an Ankh. Yeah, that's huge too. Would you say he's your favorite Ankh? That you're not related to, I should clarify. Uncle Phil. Okay. I, I should also point out that he followed up his tweet with a, another one. Um, it has like 100 hashtags in it, it went, plus a video of him refuting any allegations of taking PEDs throughout his career. So this is this is natural. So I have a firsthand look of, of guys his age on PEDs at the Lifetime Fitness Center. They don't look like that. They don't look no. like that at all. There's a there's a certain dad bod that's on testosterone. You can I mean, I'll hopefully be there in a few years. 
but it's just it does not have that kind of definition and that kind of like pop on the pectorials there are a lot of guys that are jamming and this is like a a specific genre of workout guy but he's he's probably 50 to 55 he's short he's bald he has a barbed wire tattoo i mean I, when i say bald i mean like bicked like he's completely bald and he's he's basically joe Rogan. i mean it's a joe rogan body like there he's very strong but he's also like very round and just squatty and they're everywhere at lifetime specifically you can the South say Austin. that shannon is la not lacking but shannon's without something that that same character type has and that is the water retention like jowls that usually go around along with that creatine packing yes. down in the water yes. everywhere you know just trying to keep up with his cycle uh while trying to get fit like clearly he's on a different level Shannon so is now lean and mean we we've all like undeniably given it its credit uh do we want to either discuss some of these hashtags or some of the details <laughs> in the photo give me give me your favorite hashtag i'm Call me orange. I'm peeled. <laughs> oh, tighter, tighter than out. skin on grape. Can I read a personal fave? I'm just reading these. I like both sides can get it. First, hashtag waste disappeared like Clinton emails. Hashtag shredded like Trump tax returns. This dude, this guy's fair and balanced. Harder than the hashtag harder than the times in 1929. Hashtag and... built like an African god. <laughs> yeah. I didn't hear that one. I'm sorry. You, I think you did. No, <laughs> I think you did. Well, we may need that clip, Adam. No, no I, I just need to get out of the way. I stepped on it, I think. But uh, a couple details on the photos that he uh, provided. The one we haven't discussed is the photo from the back, and you know, real Harry Potter fans like me, first thing you're looking for is just like making sure Voldemort's not hiding back there in the headlamps. Totally no, get that ref. Look okay. look okay, but. He, the backs of back of his biceps, I don't even know what you want to call it. Both have like an X situation going on. I'm like, I've never seen the infinity logos uh, on somebody's just massive, massive. I don't know, whatever you call it, sides of their shoulder to bicep. It's incredible. I want to, I want to, one problem you have with the photo. Thank you. Uh, yeah. We, we noticed that, uh, He's a thumb tucker. He tucks his thumb between his ring and middle finger when he flexes. Cause you know, you clench your fists to flex. And I think most people were just traditional thumb out, but Shannon, uh, his thumb is just peeking through. Like, you know, when you do that trick to little kids where you like pretend like you're going to pull their nose and then you're like, Oh, that. I got your yeah. nose. He's doing that. But it, I don't, I don't really understand what's happening uh, here. I mean, Maybe. I'm not going to tell a man how to flex. He's doing something no. right. No, but it is. I'm bizarre. in no position to tell Shannon Sharp how to flex or do anything really. It, it's so distracting once you notice that part of the photo. It's like, is he trying to send some sort of subversive like D in the V signal to the public, or D in the V, the, Dylan? The, mm -hmm. the additional fact that he's pointing his fist forward is a little bit strange. You know what I mean? Because you're getting full front of knuckles on both hands almost. Yeah, and when you have your hands turned that way, you're losing some of the uh, I would think bicep. So. I would think so, too. But, I mean, that's, that's my major concern here. You know, all in all, we do have some issues with this photo, but not, not many. He also has a chain with a little uh, 
what do you call it that, that hangs down off the chain a charm pendant so, charm, charm. i'm gonna go with pendant that sounds more manly and it just says shannon just <laughs> it's for his first name that's who he is <laughs> that's great just in case just yeah s <laughs> just it just says shannon in case you're wondering what a guy yeah. Last question, and I don't know what side of the photo, I assume the right side of the image for you guys as well, where his watch is located. What's up with the pinky thumb area there? And I, I guess it's just the meat beside the pinky. The it just looks strange. <laughs> a lot going on. A lot. You know, a you, lot going on. You, post your, you post a shirtless photo on the TL. We're going to break it down. Tracking packages, Good new grief. segment. <laughs> Meat picks or meat picks. We will judge both. There it is. <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, Dylan, did you have a rooting interest yesterday in the College World Series? Yeah, so the, the four teams that were left were, um, of, I'm sorry, of the four, three of them were either current or historical rivals of Texas. And I'm a Texas guy. So, of course, we had Arkansas, Texas A&M, and Oklahoma. I just wanted none of those three to win. And that's exactly what happened. So I'm a very happy boy. Ole Miss, shout, shout out to the Rebs. I know Brett was pulling for him. Um, yeah, I, I didn't watch much of yesterday's game, which ended up being the uh, the final. Apparently, OU just had a really rough eight, eighth inning. A couple uh, wild pitches or pass uh, balls. Okay. I don't know how they were scored. Yeah, can't do that, man. No. You feel bad? Because it's college, um, right? But you know, they're kids, KJ. Had had OU pulled this off, and they didn't, thankfully. But it had they, the softball and baseball would have won. It's pretty wild. First time ever. First time ever. Happen. But it didn't happen, so it still has never happened. So that's cool. Yeah, shout out to the Rebs, man. Hey, I had no problem. They had they showed up. Their fans travel. Last team in. They by were the wild. Way. Yeah, last team in. Uh, you had a note this morning. I don't know if you recall it off the top of your head regarding Tennessee. Brett wants some cheddar, by the way, on that. Oh, did he? He he put a little act. He put, he got his beak wet um, before the World Series even started. I believe he got him at twenty to one. So that's cool. Sheesh. He knew, man. He just knew. Yes, I saw a graphic. Uh, I think it was tweeted by Sports Center, ESPN, one of the two, and it said uh, same parent co company, obviously, but um, it said that Tennessee played. Ole Miss and Oklahoma prior to this four times. They beat them and went 4-0 and outscored them, I think, 34-7 to mm. to give you an mm. idea of how good Tennessee was before finally blowing it against Notre Dame in the Super Regional. Just Very, goes to show, man. Just a historically great offensive baseball team. Any given Sunday in which there's a baseball game being played that involves the teams you just referenced. You just don't know. You just don't know, that's, KJ. Hey, that's why they play them games, Dave. It's a game of inches. Should your catcher's glove miss the ball and the team that's got a 1-0 lead in the College World Series scores uh, two runs? There was something mentioned during the broadcast yesterday, and I wanted to ask Dylan about it because me being baseball idiot, it's something I was unfamiliar with. A reason that they were trying to give as to why we had they had miscommunication that led to the pass balls that put people on base and then eventually scored uh, the go-ahead run, I think there were two of them actually, is Oklahoma apparently does something not many other teams do, and that's when there's nobody on second. In, in this situation, nobody was on at all, which led to the first walk. Mm -hmm. um, 
they give two signals for their pitches, like something you would typically do to protect against a, a base runner on second is what I'm gathering. But they're like, what I guess in my head, I'm thinking in a, or a college football sideline where you got all three backup quarterbacks just doing bullshit signs and an OC doing a different sign and the quarterback knows which one to read. I guess that happens in baseball where there's two different signing systems. And in here, they elect to do that every single time. And the announcers were like, you're overcomplicating it because clearly the catcher thought, you know, called for a fastball, expected a fastball, pitcher threw a curveball in a completely different location. That's what yeah. they passed. Sometimes that, I think at that seen? at that level in baseball games, um, like at certain point throughout the game, they'll go to like a second set of signs or have like a different indicator. Um, because if you know, if coaches or or base runners are trying to pick up signs in the first few innings, they'll just flip it around, like just flip it. So like the last half of the game, for example, they'll have a different set of signs or a different kind of indicators. And that might be a situation where they just decided to do it from starting in the fourth to the fifth inning or something like that. Okay. I don't really know, honestly. Um, that does seem to overcomplicate things. Um, I, I, I just go back to what Dave was saying. It's like you kind of feel bad because they're college kids. And, you know, I guess now that they're also professionals, do we get to – we can have that discussion another day. Like let's wait till the first missed field goal to finish off a yeah. SEC championship game or something. Um, like, do we have more okay, like more say because these people are getting paid now to rip them? Yeah. Like, you don't want to rip the individuals here, but you start to wonder, like, did the coaches outthink themselves and yeah. you know, put the players in a position? This is also the first, I think it's the first year. It might be the second, but I think it's the first year that they, the, catch, the catchers now have the little earpieces in. So coaches can just directly communicate with the catchers. Um, before, before this year, they were, signing from the deck signing from the dugout some coaches use like they have like a, a, a tape system on the side of the dugout where they point to like a certain piece of tape and then they'll t shoot them a signal that means something different but now they just like they walkie talk again what the pitches are and i think there's even an option for the pitcher to wear that too or maybe mm. it just go straight to the catcher only uh i could be wrong so don't call me an idiot if i am if i am um but yeah a lot of different things are going on now so um, I imagine that's just nothing but positive reinforcement in the ears of uh, college baseball coaches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> strictly, strictly signs. No, no time for extra. What the fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. I saw. Oh, well, it's over. I'm glad it was 2-0, if nothing else. Like, I didn't want it to drag in past, like, selfishly, go into the third game and us not have an opportunity to really discuss the conclusion until, like, six days later. So I'm, I'm, glad, it's, I'm glad it's done. It's the most I've ever watched college baseball. That entire world. I was even I, I was tuning in. I was tuning in even after the Bobcats got eliminated. And that was that was a lot of fun. And I got to say that do OU fans just not travel very well because I, that felt like a, or a Ole Miss home game. The whole both of them, right? Made no sense. It was a little quieter in the second game. At least you know. Whenever I started tuning in, which is probably fifth or sixth yesterday, but when I checked in on Saturday, I mean, it was undeniable, and the, the score was fairly close. Yeah. Undeniable that Ole Miss was like dominating the crowd scene, which kudos to them. Um, I, I don't know what leads to that, and you don't have the excuse of proximity. I don't know if it's just it being a summer thing, harder to rally the troops for something like that, and it being Ole Miss's first time. Um, I don't know. Ole Miss has um, 
a very awesome home field environment. They do a they do beer showers for every home run, which is cool to see. Like the whole, it's not every section, but like the, the student section, probably they're just beer. I mean, it's a cool scene. I, I would imagine they would they really, you know, show out for something like this. Also, o- Omaha is really hard to get to. I, I think I know it's closer, much closer to to Norman than it is to yeah. to uh, where is it? Oxford. 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 Thank you. Northeastern Mississippi. I, I just I just figured it was Ole Miss just had so many alum or alumni alumnus that went on to have their cigars completely and wholly adopt their fandom uh, and take like a personal ownership of it, which, you know, I won't question the, the viability of that, but same with Baylor. Baylor's had that problem too. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right. How about your Stanley cup winning Colorado avalanche Dylan? Does that make you happy? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not an Avs fan, but good for them. Good for our, our friend of the program, intern Klein. They clinched the cup on the heels of a players-only meeting. KJ, you ever been a part of a players-only meeting? Now, if you guys are new here, that's a meeting that features only players. Oh. No coaches. Interesting way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Uh, to answer your question, yes, but it was just because the coach had been fired and the athletic director hadn't showed up to tell us yet, so – just kind of turned into the players <laughs> talking about the news they'd found out already. Wow. Um, RIP Phil. Well, actually, he's not dead. I shouldn't say that. Um, is it sad that I, I went into this really only rooting for Colorado? A, because it wasn't Tampa Bay, and B, Same. because I kind of wanted Klein to, you know, be happy. I feel like that was a good dude thing of my I'm patting myself on the back here. Yeah. No, that was good that was you, me. Man. I was I was rooting against Tampa. Uh, historically, I should not like the Avalanche, but there's, I don't think they're a hateable team. Uh, what's the kid's name? Uh, Con Smythe kid. Uh, Kale McCarr. Just, they're just good. They were really good. And when the Stars, Stars beat them a couple years ago in the bubble in like the first or second round, it felt like, dude, this should not have happened. Like they, they felt like a better team. And uh, Edmonton this year. And they'd lost to your Golden Knights last year, I believe. And then here we are. Here we are. Yeah, I uh, I have to say that they did it with the ugliest uniforms that they've rolled out in probably 25 years. Like whatever yeah. color scheme vibe that they've got going right now, is, it's just not my wave. I don't like their old uniforms. So I don't know really what their options are, but it's just an unnecessary usage of that like maroon color. You're Colorado, you're the Avalanche, like, I don't know. I guess it looks like their state flag or the Denver flag or something a little bit, but I, I hate all of it. Enjoy your title. See you never. Poor one out for Corey Perry. Of course, uh, former Stars great. Now has uh, lost three Stanley Cup finals in a row. It's tough. Really? It's a, it's a grind to get there. Like that's, that's It tough. is the definition of a grind. And it was what, uh, Val Nachushkin? Was now, with Colorado, he was. He was also a former Stars, uh, widely thought to be a bust, um, at least in my household. Um, but or moody Russian, if nothing else, so he's something. We should also <laughs> point out that if you want to listen to guys talk about hockey who probably know a lot more about hockey, listen to Cold Stove mm-hmm. podcast by Wash Media. Yes, yes, yes. Which will go live later this week. Definitely check that out. Before we get into our next topic, the one that Dylan's just itching to talk about, I want to talk about 
the vibes this summer? Can we talk mm. about our good friends at Vizzy? You, we, it's up to me. We can always talk about our friends at Vizzy. David. I've got a summer trip coming up here in a couple of weeks. KJ, you'll be there. And um, oh, I haven't, yes. I have not scouted the the convenience stores up there to see if Vizzy is a player. But it is okay. I'm gonna have to catch me drinking um, the mimosa flavored Vizzy's for a Fourth of July weekend. That's a promise. I'm making my promise right now. Ooh, yeah, I got. The I will. I will find some. Up. I will put them on ice or in the fridge. Both will work probably, and I will consume them for the July Fourth week. And that is my July Fourth vibe. Vizzy Hard Seltzer passes the vibe check with its bold and delicious fruit flavors. It's the only. It's the only hard seltzer with superfruit acerola. With loaded with vitamin C, mm -hmm. and they've got you covered. A wide range of refreshing fruit flavors like pineapple, mango, black cherry, lime, strawberry, kiwi, blueberry, pomegranate. Fantastic! And we can't we can't sleep on the lemonade hard seltzers. We know those. They're all very, favorite. They're all very low in sugar. Some of them even have zero sugar. I believe all the lemonade flavors have zero sugar in them. It's crazy. Vizzy passes the vibe check. If you're excited, if you're as excited to try Vizzy hard seltzer as we were. Here's how to get yours. To find a Vizzy near you, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. That's VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash washed. And for updates on the latest flavor drops and more, sign up at VizzyHardSeltzer.com slash subscribe. Must be 21 or older. You know who's never had a Vizzy a day in his life? Arch Manning. Because he's like 15 <laughs> years old. He's like 17, right? <laughs> he's a junior. Well, he will. Yeah, he will be a senior. In high school yeah so we were recording i say we dave brett and i were recording a coffee friday on friday and while we were recording brett he showed me his computer screen and it was a tweet from arch manning he had committed to the university of texas for football big twitter guy arch manning no active on the t oh he's uh he's <laughs> tweeted exactly one time and it went it went macro viral which is summer thing. Uh, it's Jordan Spieth's legacy of Twitter management that led him to select Texas as where to go. When you smart, when you're verified on Twitter before you you ever tweet a single time, you know you're somebody. Arch Manning is that guy, pal. He's that guy. I'm excited. People are already saying there's a quarterback controversy. What do you think about that? No. You know what? A lot of even like writers. Or saying like, oh, one of these guys has to transfer out next mm -hmm. year, right? First of all, calm down, all right? Mm -hmm. Arch Manning has a year of high school left, okay? I'm talking, of course, about Quinn Ewers, another uh, number one overall ranked prospect who's a quarterback who's going to UT. He didn't do anything at Ohio State, dude. He took a, he took a couple of snaps, actually. He took a couple of snaps. And handed the ball off. It's cool. Um, but, so, Quinn Ewers... A lot of people think he's going to start this year. It's between him and Hudson Card. But a lot of people think it's – it's. what was that? I have no idea, but I heard it too. <laughs> okay. Hudson Card looks like a grown-ass man, by the way. I couldn't like – He's he's kind of a hot guy. Like. But he, he's he, – He's not a, he's not a five-star with a mullet, though, okay? That no, would be Quinn Ewers. So you got to think Quinn Ewers is starting this year. Next year, which would be a second year start – second year starting, and – uh so what is that sound? It is so distracting. Somebody's singing. I feel like it's through Randy's mic somehow, or Adam's. It's mic. not Adam, anyway. Adam's just as perplexed. Anyway, <laughs> Arch is prepared to redshirt. 
We've we figured out the source of this. Of no, this. we'll get. I'm gonna send a text. Okay. Anyway, Arch is prepared to redshirt, so that gives yours two years of starting. And then, if he is as good as advertised, and he'll be off to the NFL, leaving a full, if he wants it, four years of eligibility left for Arch. Probably won't need all four. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about him being here, but also, you got to think a lot of recruits are going to follow, and I think five have committed since he has. Guys want to play with that kid, obviously. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped for it. Can't wait. I'm more excited for for yours probably because it's happening this year. And I think this is the the year that Texas takes a step in somewhere near the right direction of being back. So you're not going to edge on yours. Am I wait for Manning? Am I going to edge? No, I'm I'm full in on Quinn. He's in on Quinn. I'm no Quinn edge guy. from Dylan. I think we need to make Quinn shirts actually. Qu- quinning blonde, like a blonde mullet situation are they gonna do a quinning shirt like do you guys remember charlie sheen hashtag right? quinning yeah that one too probably not and quinn right and quinn orange blood <laughs> <laughs> anyway your boys I, I your boys are excited one, then. Um, your boys very excited because everything college football in my position always has to be brought back to SMU, which is not relevant at all in this conversation. However, they did sign and recruit Preston Stone, who was a four-star quarterback, the highest-rated recruit they've ever recruited in the history of rating recruits at SMU. He came in last year, I believe, as a true freshman, and it was widely thought, okay, he's going to be the starter. Late in the, uh, around this time last year, maybe a uh, month or two before, Tanner Mordecai, former Oklahoma quarterback, announced that he would be transferring to SMU, leading everyone to think, okay, are you about to just piss off your most prized recruit ever? And what did Preston Stone do? He came in and by all accounts was the most like well-liked and highly regarded uh, teammate that you could ever ask for. So much so that all of their marketing materials have both of them on it. And Tanner Mordecai lit it up. I think it's like 45 touchdowns, like eight picks over the year. So had a really strong year and it's coming back again this year. Um, and they're clearly planning to utilize both. If not one or the other, Tanner's decided to stay as has Preston stone, you know, real SMU names for our quarterbacks here, but uh, you know, <laughs> Quinn and arch aren't much better. Preston, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I'm all I say, bring that up to say is it can work. Uh, I know that's not the day and age that we're in, but for exceptional players who have like the mentality of this isn't a one-stop shop type thing, I don't think Arch Manning would have made this decision if he was making it for a year one experience. Whereas some other recruits out there, when they're going places and committing, them securing that college bag is just as important as them going to the NFL financially if they feel like they can do both, but like if they can't start and they're not getting paid, like it's not worth being here. So I get the go and transfer route, but Arch doesn't need that money. It's all, I mean, it's, of course there's a good chance that one of them transfers. I mean, quarterbacks. If, Hudson would be the, the most like understandable announcement to transfer. Yeah. If he's not starting this year, him transferring or announcing his intent to transfer would be the least surprising thing of any. Agreed. I'm so excited. Hudson, Quinn, Arch. They also have a, a freshman on campus named Malik. So, doesn't really oh, fit what not. I was going for, but yeah, I remember him. 
Oh, I forgot all about him from like uh, California, California or something Malik like that. Malik Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's also like a very legit prospect. So uh, look, there's only one ball, Dave, you know, they can't all play at the same time. Everybody knows the rules. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll I'm see what happens. Two, uh, two RFPs. The first is uh, probably one we probably should add offline. I'm requesting the dip line be brought back as a, you know, utility. Maybe it'll cover these weeks ahead of college football season. I, I saw that request, and I think that's going to happen. Maybe we have an all, all voicemail too much dip episode. You know, and it's, unless y'all want my going into the all-star break MLB preview episode. Um, KJ, can I just mash that button right quick? Go ahead. It's time to hit the dip line. 833-371-DIP. Again, 833-371-DIP with two Ps. Remember, dip responsibly. Oh, and this one, it's for Dippy. <laughs> there it is. That was some high-quality audio. Whoever made I haven't that. I've heard that forever. That's great. <laughs> Dip line's coming back. Hit us, hit us with your takes. Keep it quick, though. I will reach out uh, to our, my resource on the uh, Texas Longhorns recruitment uh, beat, and, and we'll have a guest on who can speak more knowledgeably about this because I think. Who's your resource? All of the pieces in play. Is it Brick? It's, it's not Brick, but shout out Brick. I'm sorry I haven't gotten back to Hey, Brick. Text. Uh, I don't know if we have Wiz fans, but we probably do. Oh, fuck it. Um, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Mike Roach, writer for uh, 247 mm. um, or 247, whatever however you pronounce it, for the University of Texas. Roach Dog. I'm going to reach out to him, see if he wants to uh, chat with us, because I think there have been many, many, many years where Texas is mm. unnecessarily discussed you know, to be a contender or as an exciting team and they're overranked and all of these reasons why they get more discussion than they need. They're finally like building a team worth the discussion going into the season. So with Sark, you've got a freaking Heisman contender and running back that we don't even mention. Uh, and you've got quarterbacks, you know, for days, I think it's time we talk a little bit of Texas with somebody who knows about it. Also, uh, not more only a Heisman that. contender, but more importantly, a rowback athlete himself. That's right. Oh, I didn't we, know this. We, I, we found that found out that last out. week. So we did a photo shoot with Roback on Tuesday. They were in town filming um, with, an un, at that time, an unnamed Texas athlete and a uh, someone who plays for Austin FC. We asked him who the Texas athlete was. It was Bijan. Pretty cool. So yeah. look forward did to it. meet him? We did not. No, our photo shoots did not overlap, unfortunately. It's probably for the best. They had a, a major downgrade on the cool factor. He's, he's pushing a Lambo through the streets of Austin right now. Bijan, that is. And dude, something else, man. But yeah, look forward to his uh, his rollback photo shoot pictures coming out. I guess soon. I don't know. Yeah, very I'm sick. Coming to a TL near you. Well, good. Anything else on the on the college football front? No, I'm just getting excited, man. I can feel it. Can are you feel what it. are you saying here? Like, if you had to just kind of kind of spell it out for us, B A C K. College football. Oh, um, it can't get here soon enough. Dude, I've been saying it. Yeah, it can't. Did you watch any of the NBA draft? I know you were champing at the bit about that. Do you um, believe Paolo went one? I caught a little bit of it. I thought the I thought the dude that Jabari was gonna go one. That I can't believe it. They they did something different. Yeah, Woj was all like, well, it's pretty much set one, two, and three. You got Jabari mm -hmm. going one. And everybody thought Paolo was gonna go to Houston, Chet to OKC, and uh flip 
Paolo and Jabari, and there you have it. Is there any risk of Oklahoma City ever getting the reputation? Because historically they wouldn't have it. But with the core stars that they have right now, getting the reputation that Dallas has built up over the last 20 years, and that is your star athlete or athlete star players are very lanky and quite white. Unnecessary topic to discuss, I would say, <laughs> but there are some striking resemblances. Quite Chet white. He's an ugly, lang- ugly, lanky guy. Damn. And they've got like two or three other. Drag <laughs> him. <laughs> they, yes, they, they, they're like almost twins. What's the other guy's name? Chet and who else? I'm pulling it up because I don't remember his name. They've got one with long hair who's got some fucking. He's very whoa. tall and very lanky and very white and very ugly. Yes. <laughs> they are That's so white. Yeah, is no. Chet Holmgren like not uncomfortably cocky? I shouldn't say that because that again might be a race-based uh, bias. But when asked who was the best power forward in the NBA, he bas- he his response, I believe, was me in three months. Yeah, that that came up. Yeah, that um, look coming out of the gate hot like that, kind of love it, but. I don't know, man. Like he kind of got bodied a little bit in the in the tournament. Like you might want to you want you might want to put on at least twenty pounds before you start talking like that. But yeah, because guys are gonna go they're gonna go at him. Like that, that that's a guy who's gonna have to be around the rim, and dudes are gonna they're gonna try him early. He weighs less than I do, and he has a foot on me. <laughs> like that's not it's not a normal build. I don't feel bad for not remembering the other guy's name. You're thinking I, of Josh Giddy, right? Not Josh Giddy. He's got flow. Not a, not a terribly bad-looking guy. He could be an extra on some TV shows. Alex Alexi Pukasevsky is the guy's name I'm looking up. And he looks like a vampire who has not found, like hasn't seen any blood. <laughs> Never. Struggling. I'm just saying. Okay, we'll keep an eye out for him. Hopefully he finds that blood. <laughs> i couldn't think of what they eat on the fly it was bad <laughs> i don't know that's all i got on basketball yeah that's all i, I not, got not many trades that happened as i was hoping for I, that's the only thing i was tuned in for is want to see some shit get mixed up mav's Speaking got of- mav snagged Jaden hardy in the second round he was allegedly 19 on their board so uh you know that's fine that's the price you pay to get christian wood no first round pick but i'm happy with it he was, a, a he was a G League sensation. I'm still uncomfortable with the shift from D to G League. It, it seemed unnecessary, right? Like, at least make it um, some, called something that isn't just one letter. Like the Gatorade Pip- D League. How about that? Because then people would be reminded, like, yeah, it's called that because of Gatorade. <laughs> Is that what the G stands for? They took I'll over, like, bought naming, the rights naming rights. To okay. Call it the G League. All right, let's talk fights. Before we do fights, can we talk about our good friends at NordVPN? Please, David. Mm. Jeez. VPN <laughs> stands for Virtual Private Network, a service that protects your internet connection and privacy online. It creates an encrypted tunnel for your data, Dylan, and it protects your online identity by hiding your IP address and allows you to use public Wi-Fi hotspots safely. Easy to use, connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. 
5,500 plus servers in 60 countries. Find a server near you for better speed or connect to a faraway location to freely explore the internet. KJ, you're up north. What are you thinking? You've been using this VPN, NordVPN? I'm all in on Nord. I went in with my own money uh, before realizing Nord was so gracious to uh, also assist with my experience, but I don't regret it because it's wholly worth it. As somebody who works from home full time, uh, works from a lot of environments that are new to me, places, uh, any you know, coffee shop or grocery store that I might fire up the laptop, shoot an email back to a client. I need that information to be secure. Oftentimes it includes uh, sensitive information about uh, people that I work with. So I, I just can't risk losing my job over a flimsy internet connection. NordVPN fills that gap. NordVPN so, is the fastest VPN out there. It's confirmed by speed test. How about that? Pretty I impressive. I'm trying to be fast. You don't. You cannot catch me with a slow VPN. That's for sure. You're out. You're out of here, buddy. No, you are out of. You better look out, Buster. Grab your exclusive Nord VPN deal by going to nordvpn.com/tmd and use code TMD to get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus free threat protection, plus an additional one additional month for free. It's completely risk free with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. Again, get a huge discount off your NordVPN plan, plus free threat protection, plus an additional month free by going to nordvpn.com slash TMD and use code TMD. Let's fucking fight. Let's watch some fight vids. What was up with this weekend? Why is everybody just brawling? Just a lot of tension. Why were the lads out there brawling? Which one are we going to start with? Let's start this Angel Mariners brawl. This was good. Normally, you hear bench clearing brawl, and you're like, "Okay, so they what? Oh, they, yeah, they chest they bumped went nose to nose and just you know bump gums for a little bit." No, we had some action. This is some real. This is some live action. This is a real. This is a real frat stomp. <laughs> Baseball stomp. Yeah, you saw some jump punches. Some all over a. I don't know if you have the uh, the, the pitch that were, was in question. It wasn't even in question. He just threw right at his little butt. He threw. He hit him right, yeah, right in the hip. Right in the hip. Man. Right in the that, hip. It was very intentional. Look, when you do that, you're basically just daring, daring them to make a run at you. Like I opportunity I, you, to get through. Oh, the we line. got audio. Like you, you know, I just threw at you. Do something about it, bitch. Is what you're saying. Can we get the uh, no audio? Has- yeah. I just want to do some some uh, color commentary here. All right, plonk. He plonked him. Everybody, think, go ahead, KJ. So, the Mariners player, I guess it's Winkler, Winker. I don't know. What I'm saying. Yes. The player who got hit by the pitch, he immediately reacts and is asking why players aren't being like tossed for it. But he still has his bat in hand, which I think is also like the international symbol for like. I'm pissed off, but I'm not quite ready to fight yet because I think baseball and hockey players, for that matter, they understand you cannot fight with that stick in your hand or the bat in your hand because if you were to instinctively do anything with it, like that's way beyond the line. However, Mm. the move that I thought was questionable, although, you know, it led to the same outcome here, is it wasn't even the catcher or the pitcher who sent him over the ledge. It was somebody from the dugout who started chirping and – that's who he ran after, like fully into the flames of the other team right off the bat. And I respect that move. He didn't wait on his guys. He didn't start jawing with people until both teams came out. He just said, fuck it, I'm going in. Yeah, you don't see that too often. I mean, what, whatever 
somebody said, I don't even know who he, who it was he was charging, but that that offense was more egregious than the guy who just threw a baseball 98 miles per hour at his hip. So uh, I want to know who said it and what was said to to make him charge the dugout. A move, plus, that's where you know high concentration of the other team is. And if there's going to be a fight, you're uh, you're pretty lonely over there. So a pretty ballsy move to charge the dugout like that. There were some punches thrown. Didn't look like anyone landed anything too cleanly. They never do. But uh, as far as as far as baseball brawls go, uh, this is a, a about a seven and a half to an eight. I would say. Oh, it's oh, there's a second wave of. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, there's. Sorry, there's a lot of uh, additional activity going on on the edges of this fight that is almost as entertaining as like what's in the heart of it. Like you're seeing some side scuffs of just dudes hugging other dudes, which, yeah. by the way, that Ole Miss win. There Look. was a long grounded brace that they thought was going to turn into a dog pile, but it was only two guys. I forgot to isolate. A lot of hold, oh, hold nice. me backs, the hold me back move. <laughs> But then they start turning into like hockey shove situations, which always pisses me off in hockey. When you see a guy holding back somebody and somebody keeps like, you know, shaking them or, you know, punching them as they're like off to the side, neither are really involved. They keep getting cheap shots in. You get a lot of that in this. And that's, this is about as good as baseball fights as I've seen in quite some time. Yeah. Give them credit. It's a solid one. I always wonder if, if anyone's getting crushed down at the bottom of those piles. That, that, that gives me a little bit of anxiety. Catching or, a spike somewhere. Yeah. You yeah. know, or somebody, or your boy Eugene's in there goosing somebody. Yeah, somebody's like getting goosed in the bottom of that pile for sure. Jeez. You know Eugene's one of them, man. The baseball diamond should be a goose-free atmosphere. No. You can't goose on the Baseball diamond. locker rooms. That, that's in the a dugout? High, that's a high goose. You want to goose in the dugout, have at it. But once you get on the on the diamond... Sacred, no you, goosing. You hit the dugout though. You're on a high goose warning. You guys ever had your eye gouged? No, but I imagine it's not fun at, at all. We had a, an eye gouging incident in uh, in rugby. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh, the video, it's uh, actually it's not even a video. The still of it it does does it justice. Um, this is of course between um, Galway and Armagh. Two teams that I'm very familiar with, uh, as I am the rugby mm -hmm. guy on this podcast. And, yeah, we just have a blatant uh, eye gouge. Can we get that photo for the lads? Uh, Did you get an eye rake out of this or eye gouge? Because it was captioned as an eye gouge. The one that I saw was like a full-blown, I'm leaving DNA underneath my fingernails as like I'm gasping for last breaths eye rake. And it was unnecessary. I just see a, like a few still images. I don't see any video of this. Where can I find that? There is video. It's kind of long, kind of hard to see. The okay. stills do it justice. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I think when I think gouge, I think gouge has more like thumb in there trying to like get the eye out. A rake is what maybe happened. When I think of eye gouge, I think of the three stooges. They're always exactly. doing shit. Then, then if you do this, this in, impenet impenetrable, like just hand between the eyes, then you can't, you can't gouge from there. They get stuck. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't get past that. We should invent like a mask that just is that the impenetrable thing yeah. that you just did just on a, your nose. Just a gouge protector. Just a gouge protector. So you can go out and know that like, hey, I'm not getting gouged tonight. Yeah. Although if you go to some of these bars in Austin, you might get price gouged. Hey. <laughs> I'm getting gouged at the pump. You see hey. these prices? Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot. Putin or <laughs> others. <laughs> glad that, glad those uh, sanctions worked. Um, 
a guy on my club hockey team, we were playing, I don't know if we are playing A&M or UTA. He got into a fight and he tried to gouge the guys out, guy out. And he did, he called it as he was doing it. So there's really no question. He said, I'm going to gouge his F and I out. <laughs> and he tried who, to. Who, who actually tries to do that? A guy on my hockey team. And the best part is he got banned for that rest of that game and that's it. You know, one time I was playing hockey and I, I took my skate off and I tried to stab a guy. That sounds familiar to him. I was the only one who ever tried to do that. It sounds like a movie that I've seen. No, man. A number of times. It's not. Oh. That's pretty crazy. I didn't know you played ice hockey. Yeah, just uh, well until I got kicked out of the league for trying to stab a guy with my skate. I did that with rollerblades in my roller league, and it didn't have the same effect. It didn't. It really was hurt. painful, but it didn't. It didn't like slice their neck. Ah, watch that with that skate, hey, dude. That those blade. are urethane wheels. Get that blade, that blade off me, dog. Oh man, jeez, too much testosterone. Yeah. Do we want to give any uh, any attention to the uh, sunflower seed? Shot put. Oh yeah, Adam. Uh, we're gonna need uh, the we need the seeds, Hevo. Because <laughs> <laughs> this was also the Angels game, correct? Oh yeah this this is after the second wave, and this is I guess I don't know how much longer, but uh, somebody went in the dugout and grabbed the uh, hilariously large bag of seeds and just chunked them on the field, which is and just he a, got it from the warning track to. I guess the third base to home running path. Uh, I don't on a base path. Oh, here we go. Yeah, this isn't this. It's a tray of about looks <laughs> to be about fifty packs of sunflower seeds. I can I say that no one has ever tossed sunflower seeds that far in the history of mankind. And he run, he's running up the steps of the dugout to do it. And the slow mo is perfect. It's such good form. Before. Before this reminds me, before our baseball games in high school, we played a, a thing called shooting for seeds, and we would put a uh, a ball bucket against the fence, and we would try and shoot baseballs into it from about twenty feet away. And the last okay. person to make it, we would just take turns like going down the line. The last person to make it would have to buy seeds for the upcoming game for the whole team. It was a lot of fun. Hmm. Lost lost exactly one time. We did a tough. similar thing. The last person like also was a loser, but it didn't have like a biscuit or cracker situation. All right. Um, damn it kj the thing i love about this video is not only a is he running up the stairs and spikes which i'm sure you know they've figured out how to not make that like hazardous but in my head i'm thinking concrete and baseball spikes a little bit you know let's take your time there boss it's a rubber mat but, there okay yeah the other thing is like his perfect form of stopping right before the grass with his plant foot like that's an official toss like that is amazing yeah, he, everything about it, he's like getting right up to the line. <laughs> he respects the game. Like he, he's not. His elbow is not over the line. He, he understands. Like there are rules to this. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. I mean, me being a big seed guy when I played the game, I would be like, I gotta go. I gotta go retrieve at least one bag of those because no, I'm, I'm doing a big wad in the cheek, Dave. You know how I do that. Seed, yeah, I've so. heard that. Hey, can we get the video of uh, Jesse Winker? Uh, Giving the double birds to the fan. I, I don't know if you guys saw this one, but it's it's just him walking out. And I feel like this is something that doesn't happen enough in uh, in baseball or in sports. Really, when there's a brawl, is I I don't I don't condone anybody going into the stands, but I do like acknowledging them and, and in a way that is not um, not necessarily sportsmanlike. This is great. This is the guy. This is the guy who was involved in the initial altercation. The guy who got hit, I believe, and uh, this is him walking off the field. And, uh, give so, me more 
Sorry to cut you off. I was going to say, give me more. Uh... <laughs> Let's just give me more sign language uh, insults. Less double birds, but I want more of the like, you know, up yours or, you know, maybe the, the chin sweep. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I need yeah. those that like maybe my six year old doesn't fully understand the intent, but the crowd fully gets like what you're <laughs> doing and you're being a little more creative. <laughs> I don't know. Six year old. But you know what I mean? Yeah, he's getting uh, fined for this. Hit yeah. him with the suck it. He's getting fined for this. Yeah. Yeah. You're you getting fined anytime you double bird you the crowd. fine for the double double birds. There's, There's not, like 10,000 fans there. Way to go, Anaheim. Trash. Damn. Drag them, Dave. Sorry. Unnecessary. You guys ready to party? Yeah. Yeah. This is the part of the podcast where we talk sports and party at the same time. Rest in peace, Tony Saragusa. The goose. I do have to admit ignorance that when David shared this news with me last week, I did not know which goose he was referring to. Uh, I got it mixed up. There's a writer in the Dallas Fort Worth market whose last name is Goslin, and so goes by the goose. And I thought David was announcing to our group text that Rick Goslin was had passed away at the ripe old yep. age of like seventy something. <laughs> To our group text where two people understood who that person was. Two and a half, maybe Landry. Um, but now 54, 56 years old. So yeah, not that much older. And we speaking of Shannon Sharp finishing with the Ravens, you gotta think that the goose didn't look like this before he passed. I don't know how he passed, but I have okay. to imagine he did not look like Shannon. I don't think we need to comment on that. Goose was a a lot, he did not have the luxury of playing tight end. He was a he was a run stopping D lineman, right? A good yeah, one. a good one. Also Super a Bowl winner, the sideline reporter for many years. Sideline reporter, not you know, and some say good or bad. I don't know. He never did much in the media after his sideline gig was replaced by like Aaron Andrews, which I don't know if he if that was for reason, like if he got up caught on some scandal. But uh, you know, I'm not here to discuss the stats on the day of his death. I'm just warning this time for his family and shout out to them. And if, if he had any acting chops whatsoever, uh, perfectly suitable to be casted as a, uh, you know, muscle for uh, mobsters. I think he had a cameo in The Sopranos. It makes a lot of sense, yeah. Which is perfect. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, some, Matt, some people are moving to die is all I'm saying. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't the put late, it on the, the board, great. so I had, I had to add it myself. Um Matt Wolf to the live tour. Do you care? Been struggling lately. Yeah. I think it has something to do Came with it. Came out hot. I think he had two or three top top tens in majors his first couple of years. He won a tournament his rookie year. Um has not has not found it though. He's been in he's been dealing with some stuff and now he's going to get that guaranteed bag. Don't like it. Can't change my mind about the live tour. Can't do it. Don't like it. Don't like the guys going. I'm out. Mm. I was a big wolf guy. Were you? <laughs> yeah. Anyone, he was kind of annoying. Anyone who can be unconventionally good at a game, I'm, I'm always a little bit intrigued. His swing just makes no sense. I don't know how he replicates it time after time. That's um, why you've always been a big Jim Furyk guy. <laughs> I love Jim Furyk. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, though? It's like, oh, it's cool. He's doing his own thing. and He's successful at it, but I'm out now. He's out. Uh, we got yoked Luca playing over in uh, in Europe right now with Team Slovenia. 
And, uh, you know, it, it's been what he is three weeks since the Mavs were eliminated, maybe a month. And like people are already like finding photos where his arm is just flexed in the right position to where there's some definition like, oh, fuck. He's fucking yoked, dude. <laughs> dude, this is going to be a different Luca next He's gonna year. He's going to show up looking exactly like he did at the beginning of last I, season. I, I bet he does look better, but I mean, is that a knock on him? Is he like uh, he uh, soft? You know, do he's never, say that? He's not first team all body. I, I think him and Shannon are playing different games in that capacity. But They're on different workout routines. Probably so. But no, she, he he did admittedly come into the season last year a little out of shape. And it showed it Shannon showed he was a, still good. But. He puts the pin in a different weight setting when he uses the same machine Luca does, you think? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah. They're probably <laughs> probably a different diet too. Luca's taken to the hookah. I don't know if you've seen that. Remember last off season, that was everywhere. Luca's yeah. on the hookah. You you hit the Luca the hookah one time, and now you're the hookah guy because it rhymes with your name. Also drinks pints with Bobon like ten minutes before a game. Yeah, starts. right before a game, which is crazy. It doesn't make Instead any of sense. Standing for the national anthem, he was out there, just right down posters. It's crazy, man. Um, one thing I deleted out accidentally was uh, Shohei Otani's week last week. I mean, we could have talked about during the fight. I didn't see what he did uh, in that brawl. But I don't know if my brain can compute just how incredible he is as an athlete, as a baseball player, whatever. But he had a game where he had eight, uh, eight RBIs in a game, uh, which is something like Hank Aaron, Barry Bonds, Babe Ruth, none of them have done that. Eight, eight RBIs in a game. And then followed it up with his career, both that's his career best, by the way. The very next day, went out and threw 13 strikeouts in a game. His career best as well as a pitcher. We're a year and a half into him dominating at this level. He was injured the year before and just getting started the year before that. I don't know, you know, it's, it's ridiculous that I always begin to think of the end when you see something that's great, but like, I hope I get to continue like seeing this as a fan to the point where like the angels can figure out how not to be a terrible franchise when you've got two of the best baseball players in the world on your team. Like, and we get to see them in meaningful games and watch more of them uh, because I'm catching it all a day or two later. It's, it's a tragedy that his, his greatness is not appreciated by the casual fan because he's on a team that is at best competing for a wild card. Yeah, I, I think about, um, and I don't bring this example up for the, the reason you may think. I think about Ichiro, like during our youth, huh? and the fact that he played in Seattle. So West Coast team, mm-hmm. relatively small media market, but I feel like we were all very aware of his like dominance and how great he was for like many, many, many years. And it's not like they won anything of note. Griffey too. Griffey, well, Same Griffey market. as well. Sure. Yeah. So uh, it's 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 weird that you've got the LA market, one of the most marketable teams, and mark you know you can be every single place that you possibly could as a baseball player, and they do get a lot of national games, but they suck so much as a team that like we're not going to be talking about them in two and a half months. No, probably not even next week. <laughs> probably <laughs> unless they get into another brawl, then we'll talk about Your it. Annual Shohei Otani mention. Uh, Deshaun Watson. 20 of his 24 lawsuits have been settled. NFL hearings start on his punishment tomorrow. Rumblings of him facing an indefinite suspension in the amount of one year is like is the likely outcome. 
if you recall, the uh, Browns structured his contract to be whatever, $230 million guaranteed, but only $1 million of that was due this year. So he could be out the whole year and would only be forfeiting $1 million of a $230 million contract. So. Jeez. So he's a guy who could never book a, ma- a normal massage again, no, no matter what his intentions. Like, they're like, mm, think so, buddy. <sighs> Not here, pal. He really is the victim here now that you mention it. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus or, it's got to be a year. It has to be. I was going to say plus or minus 12 games. I, 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 would, I would think a year is probably what he's going to get. If they gave Zeke half a season, I always run it back to Zeke because just that was such a weird deal. But I don't know. At least Baker, at least Baker's going to get a chance to get this chip off his shoulder. Does Baker – is Baker comment that he might not even be the starter, but yes. he's still there. Is right he even going to show up? I need Baker holdout content, so hopefully that's what happens. Yeah, I don't know what. I, the only update we're getting quarterback wise, aside from Sean Watson, is that Jimmy Garoppolo could throw soon. Like, who cares? I want to know what's going on with Baker, and he's been remarkably quiet. Um, last thing, real quick, on uh, Deshaun Watson would be uh, compared to like. Trevor Bauer, who was also a situation where criminally he was not charged with anything or found guilty of anything. He settled a case, although that was much more graphic and much more terrible. If you don't know, it was a potentially consensual rough sex that he likely went far overboard with. And there were some very graphic details of how he did that. Um, Whereas this like potentially consensual, legal massages that he then took too far on a serial level. Like he had 64 massages over the course of 2020, like not like during the football season, during that off season time. So it just was very strange with different masseuses. That's what I should say. 64 different individuals. So it's yeah, just wild. Doesn't look great at all. No repeat retainers with him. All right. That's all I got. Can we run it back? Y'all ready? Let's run it back. Run it back, of course, is a segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Uh, Mrs. Incredible is mega dummy thick. I don't hear any arguments from you guys on that one. No, I'm nodding along. Underrated. Check out the chick from the B-movie. Shannon Sharp has brought us to unprecedented H-ness on this program. <laughs> we did like 12 minutes on Shannon Sharp's photo. Yeah. David Dillon and Heisman contender B. John Robinson are rowback athletes. It's true. Dylan is big on Quinn. It's one, I don't want that to get lost in all the, the Arch Manning madness. We'll remember this. Yes, thank you. OKC is stacking tall, ugly, aggressively white guys. Okay. <laughs> to prevent an eye gouging, just put your hand between your eyes. Pretty simple <laughs> stuff, guys. You do. You're supposed to be athletes. During a hockey game, Dylan took his ice skate off once and tried to stab a guy with it. And finally, okay, I didn't add this one. <laughs> this is a late, a late entry here. Dylan got that wad in his cheek. It's sunflower seeds, but yes, that is true. And that concludes running back, folks. You were folks. a big seed guy, you said, right? Big seed guy. <laughs> okay, well, good pod. KJ, thank you. Studio's looking good. Dylan, as always, we will see you all. Bye-bye. Monday. I want my chips with the dip. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips.